0: Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. I'm not Craig.
1: I'm also not Craig.
0: None of us are Craig. There is a Craig here, though. I'm, I'm not Craig. Craig. Craig is our uh, backup recording bot for when we record episodes in case our uh, locally recorded files have an issue. Um, but I'm here with Brian and Chris. Uh, hey, would you believe it or not, listeners, we are recording an episode about Flavor Gems of March of the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, uh,
2: this
1: is all we've be, done for the past month.
0: <laughs> to to be fair, I anticipated having enough Flavor Gems to fill three episodes because uh, we, we are going to get to Aftermath Flavor Gems today, which I, I think we're just literally going to at least quickly mention every card in the set because there's only 50 and they're all... Flavor relevant because it's a flavor relevant set. Um, but, uh, we, we do still have the March of the Machine Commander decks to cover. So, uh, we're, we're going to go through some cards from those. Uh, and that, that's, that's the show. This is, I, we promised the last Flavor Jam episode, um, uh, for, for March of the Machine and March of the Machine Aftermath and March of the Machine Commander. Uh, March, March of the Machines, you might say. Um, but, uh, yeah. Otherwise, there's no news, so we're just gonna go into it, uh, and talk about, uh, March of the Machine Commander. So Chris, kick us off.
1: All right. So um, we're gonna talk about the face commanders, and uh, first of all, we got Bright Bright Palm Soul Awakener, who is the face commander of the like backup themed deck. Uh, is a is a fox from Kamigawa who got sucked into the spirit world in a merge gate accident. A long time ago, not a long time ago, but like not recently Uh, and got spat back out whenever uh, the invasion happened to help fight against Rexia. And that's why Bright Palm has a bunch of little floating commie hands around around them. Um, Yeah, that's not much else to say. Brand new character created for the deck.
2: Our next card is Brimez, Blight of Oresco's. This card makes me very sad because I have... I I loved Brimez um, during the standard he was in. Like, I played him in a mono... or Oh, like, mono-white splash blue devotion with Afara and actually top-aided an SCG tournament with it. It was pretty cool. And Brimez was super sweet, and I loved his art, and I actually have a print of his art hanging in my guest bedroom. And... He's been Phyrexianized, so I'm very, very sad. He looks swole as hell in his new uh, Phyrexian art, but. uh... (laughs) Swole with all that oil. Just full of oil. And I'm pretty sure Ajani did that one personally, so very sad.
1: Yeah, Brimaz was like Ajani's like buddy. That's his friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was also a big fan of Brimaz. I played him as like a. Uh, the threat in a control deck, you know, whenever you'd like you got your one creature, you're going to ride to glory. Well, Brumaz was that creature for me and several iterations of control decks at that time. Um, but also we got Gimble, Gim, Gimble, Gremlin Prodigy. I wanted to say Gimlin, but that's not correct. Uh, Gimble is a Gremlin from Kaladesh. Uh, Gimble fell into the Aetherflux Reservoir and um well, sucked up a lot of Aether and became really, really smart and uh, is really, really good at building like various little contraptions and helped build uh, the Aetherwing Defender of Kaladesh. And um, now that the war is over, the invasion has ended, uh, Gimbal is still really like self-aware as a gremlin. And so we might be seeing uh, a future of Kaladesh wherein there is a hyper intelligent gremlin leading all of the gremlins in a revolt against their uh you know, the people who are trying to get rid of them.
0: I I I just I just I just imagine some artificer on Kaladesh being like, Aw, he thinks he's people. <laughs> and and then Gimbal looking very unamused adjusts his, <laughs> his goggles and says, Actually, I know I'm people. And uh that's my headcanon uh next we have kazla the broken halo um kazla is a flavor text character from zendikar rising um she's on the the i believe the ameria uh mdfc um yeah so uh she's a zendikari angel you can see her sitting on top of one of the firexianized hedrons um she doesn't like Phyrexia being here. Um, uh, it's also important to note she is one of the angels who has removed her halo, like Linvala has. Um, some angels have done this uh, in the wake of the Ultrazi War, um, and uh, that's cool. That's just uh, I I don't think she was. Ca- I don't like. I don't think the card was designed as Kazla. I think when we saw that it was as Undecary Angel. We looked at flavor text. To see if there was a proper noun that we could slap on the card and uh, Kazla was that. So uh, yeah, uh, this is this is a flavor text to legendary creature character, which is always fun.
1: And I erased one from our list because it was supposed to be one Jay was going to talk about. Uh, and as you all can tell, Jay is not here. So I just went, Psh, we don't need this on the list. Wait, anymore. wait
0: which one was it? Sadar Jabari of
1: Zalfir, really important character who harkens back all the way to Mirage Block who had an original card in Mirage Block uh who is like the leader of the military forces of Zalfir. Uh mm-hmm. and um yeah, he's he's here. He he survived the intervening years in the time bubble and has popped out uh riding on what appears to be some sort of griffin or eagle uh to fight uh, for Exia.
0: hmm uh, it's it's a griffin. Uh, Zephyr very specifically has a um, uh, a uh, a core part of their culture is the um Matenda griffins. Um, and they are they are used as mounts by a lot of their military knights. There are uh, elite air squad of knights. Um, or griffin riders. Yeah,
2: I will say one thing is that. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad that they brought back horsemanship, but did not give him flanking again.
1: I... Yeah. I have so many thoughts on the return of horsemanship and how (laughs) we don't have flanking. And I... I do not want to get into that conversation here, because... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We we don't have time. We gotta keep it moving. Um, I am... I hate horsemanship. Anyways, uh, we do have in like addition to these face cards, uh, legendary creatures. We also got a bunch of team ups in the commander decks because not all of them fit into the main set. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to start us off with a few of them, which were ones I really enjoyed. Uh, Alinda and Azor, which is such a funny combination of characters, but actually makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense when you think Mm -hmm. about it. Um, I don't know how Azor got off Useless Island over on Ixalan. Uh, Maybe Alinda helped him, but Alinda and Azor's history on Ixalan is actually very much intertwined with each other as mm-hmm. Azor gifted the immortal son to Alinda's people, the humans, or at the time they were humans, of uh, Ixalan, or what is the name of that place? Torazon. Um Gave them the, the Immortal Sun and then took it away. And Alinda went to go searching for it. So her history is very much tied up into the Immortal Sun. And uh, yeah, I thought that was a really cool combination there. Because it doesn't make a lot of
2: sense, but it works. She probably cleansed the, 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 the memory magic on him.
0: Uh, to, to be clear, mm-hmm. I don't know that much about Spanish. But I'm pretty sure because it's a double R, those R's in Torazón should be rolled.
1: Torazón. Uh, I also don't know a lot about Spanish. Um, but speaking of uh fun characters with names that could be pronounced really fun, we have Moira, Moira, Ooh, I can roll that R. Uh and Tashar from Dominaria. Uh, these are Phyrexianized people. They were uh, well, one of them's a spirit and the other one's a bird. Uh they were Phyrexianized. Uh they don't really have any like story period. I mean, Moira showed up in Dominar United. Uh, I think, in the like the set boosters are commander product, like she's not even in the main set, uh, and she is a spirit who helps uh other spirits and guides them to the afterlife and she was a very cool character. She's like partially spirit, partially not um which is why she's a little more like there physically than other spirits uh and then Tishar, as we know, was uh, an Avon who was a member of the church of Sarah. Uh, back in Dominaria, uh, or at least the sect of the Church of Sarah that worshipped the Ancestor. Um, and mm-hmm. Tishar, uh didn't really have a lot of story, didn't show up in the story. Really cool card for combo decks. Uh, and so they both got got. They're both Phyrexian now. Somehow Phyrexianized this Moira spirit um, because Jin Gataxius with that reality chip just really went above and beyond. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, em- <laughs> Great work all around by him.
1: Employee of the year when it comes <laughs> to Phyrexia. Uh, yeah, I I, lo-
0: I love this card because it's our only Phyrexian team up card and only exists because one of the decks is a specifically Phyrexian tribal deck. And if you want to put a team up card in each deck, then you got to put one in the Phyrexia deck. So uh, yeah, I thought that was neat. Uh,
1: and then also um, in the Gimbal Gremlin deck, we also get Rashmi and Raghavan, two more uh, Kaladeshi, uh, legends, uh, Rashmi, as we all know, is responsible for this entire invasion. And this is all her fault. Um, as she, (laughs) she created the, what became the planar bridge that, uh, Tezzeret stole and, you know, hacked into his own body to use to teleport all the praetors around. Uh, and, um, she's, she's trying to atone for her invention, which honestly she's not really responsible for anything. It's not her fault. Uh, and somehow she's teamed up with Raghavan. There's not a story about why they're teamed up. My assumption is Raghavan got split up from Karizev and ran to Rashmi, and now they're fighting together. They're cool. I think it's fun. Raghavan gets a lot of cards in the set.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, then we have St. Traft and Rem Keralis, which is uh, a a good churchy team-up on Innistrad. Uh, St. Traft is a very famous Geist. Uh, who was long associated with the Church of Avacyn, um, later broke off uh, during um, Shadows of Ernestrad when the Church got corrupted to form um, the Order of St. Traft, uh, but now is a part of the Church of Sigarda. Carolus uh, is a um, Cathar and a hunter and a slayer, uh, on Innistrad, who has worn many titles, uh, <laughs> from Vampire Slayer to Angel Slayer to ultrazi Slayer. Um, dude is grizzled veteran of, of holy warfare. Uh, he, he is, he is kind of the Van Helsing of, uh, Innistrad, and, uh, it's great to finally be getting him on cards. He's a original Innistrad block character, um. So they are they are kind of the uh Church of uh Sigarda team up card. Uh we also have Shalai and Halar, uh who are both from um uh I must say Loro and Lanawar <laughs> on Dominaria. Um Shaly is a Sarah Angel who uh is kind of like honoring um the past allegiance of um the coalition during the original Firexian invasion, so she spends a lot of time in Lanawar uh with the elves. Uh, and, uh, Hela is the, uh, non-binary Lanoir elf and, a Kavu rider. And, uh, together they are protecting Lanoir, uh, once again from, uh, Fire invaders. So, uh, cool to see them back. Um, Jay had taken Goro Goro and Satoru. Uh, I don't actually know any lore about Goro Goro, but, um, so- Satoru Umazawa is, uh, the, the leader of the Reckoners gang. And, uh, yeah,
1: I can I can say Goro Goro is like the, the little goblin Aki who um, is like obsessed with the red dragon spirit, but doesn't realize yeah. the red dragon spirit has reincarnated and is is different. Um, I forget the names of these dragon spirits because I don't remember names of dragons. That's just the thing now. Um, anyways, uh, and Satoru is the leader of the Reckoners and why they are teaming up is because they needed a Grixis team up card. That's that's it. There's no other explainable reason. Um it's a really cool card though. It like you know takes what you want from ninjas and uh goblins and kind of puts them together. You get little hasty creature stuff, and you've got you know creatures entering the battlefield, same turn as they deal damage. Mm-hmm. Um we also got a card for Catilda and Lear, who is one of my favorite team up cards because of like the little mini story it kind of tells in its own way. These are two Innistrad legends, Uh, Catilda, who we're all very familiar with as sort of a uh, central character and also kind of the MacGuffin of the midnight hunt and Crimson Val sets. Um, She is the like witch leader of all of these like nature, witches, good witches. You could say on Innistrad um, who are not trying to curse people for the most part. And uh, she is sort of like tapped into this like ancient tradition of the humans from pre-Avicinian days. Uh, And then you have Lear, who's sort of like a sorcerer of the depths, who is kind of uh, a worshiper and follower of the sea monsters of Innistrad. Um, He is also kind of practicing these like pre-Avicinian religions. uh, And together they team up to be uh, a humans commander, which is cool. Because they sort of stand for all of the humans on Innistrad. Um And I like that. I think it's a, a cool little mini story going on there.
0: Yeah, the the regular folks. Uh, and then we have uh, Slimefoot and Squee, uh, who at this moment I was like, oh, it's like an old Weatherlight guy and a new Weatherlight guy. And they're just fun little guys. They're the cabin boys. <laughs> <laughs> it It's literally the OG cabin boy and the and the new cabin boy. Uh, on a card together, which is uh, really cute. Um, they get to play in the Jun space of sacrificing and uh, reanimating, and which plays perfectly with the themes of both characters. So that's that's very fun. Um, then we have uh, Bitterthorn, Thorn Nissa's Animus. Uh, when Nissa was completed, the Animus sword was removed from her staff and turned into a living weapon which is awesome. It's sweet as hell.
2: That's one word for it.
0: And eventually returns to her. But uh, what did you say, Brian? That's one way to put it. Yeah.
1: Brian is Uh, so ready to be done with Phyrexia.
2: (laughs) Well, you have no idea. Like, I'm just...
1: Don't worry, Brian. The second, lighter part of this episode is all the aftermath stuff where there's not a single Phyrexian. We are moving Uh on.
0: Uh, and then I'm just going to take us quickly through, uh, four of these planes. Uh, four of the plane cards are planes that you may not recognize. First is the Enigma Richards Ridges from uh, a plane called Equior, um, or Equire. Who knows how to pronounce it? It's a comics-only plane. Equa. Uh, it's, uh, Dakfaden visited there once, and, uh, this is just a place that happens to be there. Uh, there's nothing really deep here. Uh, Ennis Hain from the plane of, uh, Krithay. and I'm sorry all the Gaelic folk, but I'll do my best. Um, uh, this is the setting of the old magic novel The Cursed Land, so this is just a, a deep cut. Um, Megaflora Jungle from Gargantacar, uh, well, <laughs> Ethan Fleischer, you maniac uh, Gargantikar was a plane invented in Modern Horizons in the Segovian Angel Flavor Text to make a joke about Warzel and Thommel uh, and uh, these miniature angels fighting giant mosquitoes and so Gargantikar, all we knew about it was that it had giant mosquitoes uh, and so the Megaflorid it's the plane where things are big as opposed to the uh, Segovia where the thing, plane where things are small Uh, And so there are just like massive, like instead of tiny little mushrooms on the forest floor, you have like gigantic mushrooms and ferns in this jungle. Uh, And it makes insect tokens that are big because that's, we know there are big insects there. Uh, And, and so it's, it's just a very silly, it is uh, Ethan uh, actually fully canonizing this joke plane that was created up like four years ago. And I appreciate it existing. Uh, And then finally, the uh, carries reporting and cataloging of esoteric magic arcana uh, led to the printing of the fertile lands of Salvinia uh, on the plain of Anthalza. Which Lordy, nobody's heard of. Uh, It is from an issue of the Duelist where a uh kind of a proto plane chase uh game mode was written about um and the idea was you existing you know the plane this planeswalker duel was happening on a plane that had a bunch of distinct magical sections uh that you would move through and each had an effect on the game so it was was very plane chase like in the kind of you have a battlefield that impacts the game and you are constantly changing battlefields throughout the game and uh this is just that from the duelist uh, has never existed anywhere else in magic and is uh, uh technically being canonized by this product which is very cool um and that is maybe the deepest cut that's ever been printed on a magic card um alternate game mode in a duelist magazine is uh is deep that's deep um and and we appreciate that uh like I said, this set was a blast to work on. Uh that ends up uh that yeah. that ends uh commander and the actual March of the machine set. So let's get to aftermath.
1: Yeah, no more frexians. Frexians have all died. They're all gone. Woo-hoo! They've been pushed out of the multiverse. Congratulations Brian, you have won. Um sadly, uh all of our friends are now desparked. So Suck <laughs> it is... Oh god, the the most controversial part of Aftermath. Uh, and I think that's where we're going to start with the de-sparked planeswalkers. Um, we are going to touch on every single card in the set, so...
0: This is going to go quick. There's not a lot to say. Yeah, there, there's not a lot.
1: Um, I guess we'll just start or start listing them. Calix, uh, guided by fate. The, uh, <laughs> the errand boy of Clothis has been de-sparked. Uh, Not only did he lose his job of hunting down Elspeth, he also uh, lost a spark. So poor guy. We'll see what he gets up to now that he literally has no purpose for existing. Um, Good luck. Yeah. Uh, Karn, Legacy Reforged. This is a really cool one. Uh, So Karn was not a victim of the spark rupture uh, that lost everyone else's sparks. He willingly gave up Vincer's spark, which was the one he had to help cure Nyssa and Ajani. Um, he is now the legacy reforged. And if you look at his art, it's some of the coolest. Uh, it has him standing in front of uh, a background that features the five sons of Mirrodin because they followed. Uh-huh. Uh, well, they didn't follow. They stayed where they were and Zalfir kind of slipped into to Mirrodin's space. Um, so you know, a little hint at his history and his past. Uh, and he's also kind of, Covered up some of his body with the hex gold uh, plate from Muridin.
0: Yeah, it, it's not covering his body. They are they are structural repairs to his yeah. body because he was torn apart on New Phyrexia.
1: Um, so, yeah, he's kind of like just rebuilding a little bit of himself. And it's uh, it's really cool. I like him. Mm hmm. Then we have Kiora, Sovereign of the Deep. Uh, which My has baby. one of the best hypelines of all of these desparked sparked planeswalkers. Uh, so Kiora has been desparked. sparked uh, She is now a merfolk noble. So, yeah. Love that. I,
0: I <laughs> don't know why she's a noble uh, unless she has like, just like proclaimed herself goddamn queen of the ocean. <laughs> I really I mean, do think that's what
2: happened. She, she literally has a god's trident and who's going to oppose her?
0: Like, well, exactly. exactly? <laughs> um, and she has she has the arrogance and clout to uh, to make this claim. I I just think it's very funny of her walking up onto a beach and being like, I am Cura, queen of the seas. And then very Monty Python asked, well, I didn't vote for you uh, like that. That's I, I, don't, I don't know why she's a noble.
2: Some I, tart gave you a Biden and makes you queen.
0: I. <laughs> uh, I don't know why she's a noble. Obviously, like sovereign in the title is uh, why probably, but like I don't I don't know why she's specifically a noble and not like a druid Um, or 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 something. But um, good for her. (laughs) Good for her. Dress for the job you want, not for the one you have. She does kind of have like a crown going on. Well, Um, she's always had that. Yeah, maybe she's
1: always been a noble, and we just never knew. I just like her. Uh speaking of uh of women proclaiming themselves things, uh we also have Nahiri, Forged in Fury, who has proclaimed herself the sole defender of Zendikar against the Planeswalker menaces. Uh, we talked a lot about her in the story episode. Um, she's angry. That's that's who she is right now. Uh, and rightfully so, I think. Um, and she uh she does not have any sword arms anymore. She does have a sword in her hand, but that's about it. Um yeah uh and then speaking of planeswalkers who uh rarely ever left their home plane anyways uh narset enlightened exile uh she's uh she's on tarkir she is uh playing playing a very dangerous game right now (laughs) bringing back some of the old wisdom of the pre-dragon lord tarkir uh Putting herself in a lot of danger and stepping away from the Ojitai clan, uh, potentially setting up the future conflict of Tarkir. So love that for her. She is, of course, understandably still a human monk because we do have a Narset creature card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, of speaking of characters we talked a lot about already, Nissa, the resurgent animist. Did a whole episode on her story. Uh, Cool thing about her card is that she can find she has a landfall trigger, which is appropriate, uh, and her landfall can find you an elf or elemental card, implying that elves and elementals might be related. Um, Not really. I just thought it was kind of funny. The idea that like an elf and elemental could be the same thing. Um, The only thing about this card that I do I don't say disagree with, but I do think it's kind of like a little bit of a lost opportunity is every one of the cards in the set has a like plain specific border treatment and Nissa Resurgent Animist, because we only see her in the story on Zalfir has the Zalfir border, which is the old border Dominaria style card border. Um, so it's just kind of like she could have had the cool Zendikar
0: landfall one. Why? No, she can't. She's on Zalfir. But like
1: I think it Do would have been where cool. she's from.
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter where she's from. This is where she is. She can't go back. Yeah,
1: she can. Uh well, she we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um but she totally can. Uh maybe. I
0: mean, we already talked about yeah. it last week, but yes. Uh
1: and then uh Ob Nixla's Ob. captive kingpin.
0: Ob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: with with some art that is very much they knew what they were doing with his base art for this set. Uh, it is a shot from directly. You were at his knees. It is. Anyways, um, he is stuck on New Capenna, Uh, because for some reason he thought it was the smart thing to do to go back to New Capenna, uh, because he was like, oh, I'll just write out the invasion here. Nothing bad will happen on this plane. It's practically already destroyed Uh, And then Atraxa showed up and tried to literally decimate and destroy everything. Um,
2: Hey, there's a power vacuum that needs to be filled. Who best to fill it than him?
1: Oh, he's going to have a really hard time doing it. I'll tell you that. Um, But he's a, he's a demon. Surprising no one. Always has been, always will be. He's also had creature cards before.
0: Yeah. This is, this is like his second time like so he spent at least a thousand years desparked and angry about it finally got his spark back and like three years later he's desparked and stuck on a plane again uh and I think that's fantastic for him
2: couldn't have happened to a nicer person
0: uh I also he he's the only one who uh is not of the desparked plane planeswalkers in the set he's the only one not on his home plane uh f- for some reason, because uh, some some jackass way back when literally exterminated all life on the plane <laughs> in a demonic contract, uh, and whoever that is, I hope something really bad and unfortunate happens to him.
1: Y'all think that like invasion tree showed up at his old plane and was like, "Wow, there's nothing here," and it just kept moving along.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Anyways, uh, we also have uh another planeswalker who never left her home plane except for the you know. With the like asterisk on all of these, that uh the War of the Spark doesn't count. Um, Samut, yeah. Vizier of Noctumoon, Uh, she's the Vizier of Noctamoon now because there's not really a lot of Noctamoon left. Uh, it was destroyed during our devastation. They rebuilt some of it, it was badly damaged during the Phraxine invasion. Uh, and now they've gotta rebuild it again. So her and uh Jeru are uh, working on that. Um She's a human warrior cleric. Cleric is an interesting choice. I believe her original card was just a human warrior.
2: Well, I think all the viziers on uh, i with clerics. Mm-hmm. That makes
1: so much sense. You are so smart.
0: Uh, s- specifically as a vizier of Noctum, when she will probably work very closely with Hazaret. Um, oh, yeah. Who was, by the way, is also just her friend. <laughs> um. So.
1: Could you imagine? You're like. Your god is also just your friend. That's kinda
2: I mean, ideally that's how it should work, right?
1: Yeah. But like Hazarit just like shows up to Samut's place and's like, hey, I brought some popcorn. You want to watch a movie? I'm just kinda like, I need to chill.
2: Look, that's how you get my devotion. <laughs> All right, Sarkin.
1: Sarkin, Soul of Flame. He's on Tarkir, because of course he went back to Tarkir and he is having a wonderful time. He is desparked, but he does not care because there's dragons. Um, just looks like he's having a great great time uh yeah he's a he's still the dragon planeswalker except now he's just the dragon legendary creature human shaman
0: yeah no legit really happy for Sarkin. uh i'm 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 very glad he's de-sparked he doesn't get caught up in any interplanetary shenanigans he gets to sit on the plane that he put dragons back on and just be happy he of everyone in magic Sarkin has gotten his happy ending and i love that for him
1: yeah and then last but definitely not least uh, a character who probably may not even realize he's not a planeswalker again um tyvar the bellicose i kind of hate that he got desparked because we only really had him in the story for call time and the story for one in march of the machine uh, but now he is on cal time forever but there's a lot of cal time to explore uh, and he seems to in his art be awakening some of the uh the old elvish gods and uh, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about Tyvar the next time we go to Cal. Time that's all I gotta say.
2: And you know the the honorific that they gave him was super interesting, considering he's reanimating the gods. Because uh, Bellicose means willingness to fight and aggression. So
1: I think that's just a really good description of Tyvar. He is definitely Bellicose.
2: It is, but you know, the art yeah. can tell a picture. Um, uh, in that
1: picture, his uh, his flavor text is "Today we become gods again," which is really funny. Just we were gods once.
0: Oh god! <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing with um the the elves on Skemfar is that uh they the um the Einir I believe is the the name of their gods. Um, the elvish gods were first, uh, they are the ones who had the secrets to the cosmos elixir first, and then the scoti beat the shit out of them and, uh, took over being the immortals of the plane, so, uh, elves are real salty about that. Um, and a- all right.
2: And again, what better time than to fill a power vacuum than now? Yeah. Uh,
0: legendary survivors... Um, I'm just gonna go through the most of these are pretty quick because they don't have a lot of lore. Uh Arnie Metalbrow. Uh now instead of just having uh a piece of organic tooth or horn sticking out of him, he has a metal horn from a phyrexian. So he's got he's got two little things stuck in his head. It's funny. That's comedy, <laughs> baby. Uh Danatha. Well, her dad, who Aaron, who led House Capuchin in Benalia, was phyrexianized, and that leaves her in charge. And she's not very old, but she has a lot of, uh, experience. And, and so we'll hopefully, I, I really interested in seeing what happens with her in the future. Um, Dauntless General, the city of Dranith got razed to the ground. Uh, has to kind of, uh, inherit the mantle of her father as the general of the Coppercoats, but also lead her people. Uh, she takes them to Lava Brink, um, to try and survive. Um, Jorael, voice of Zalphir. Jorael is a uh is her card type druid or shaman?
1: Uh she's a druid.
0: She's a druid. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so she she has she's a Zalphirin who has like forsaken a lot of the trappings of city life and uh, has lived out in the jungles, um, in the Wanvuli jungles. Um she is on Zalphir. um having a good time clearly. Um she's an elementalist. She's cool.
1: Yeah, it's confirmation she, that she was on Zalfir when it phased out, and she yeah. is still there. Yeah, basically
0: well- this is a, yeah. this is a proof of life card for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashi Moon's legacy. Uh, Nashi was left. Uh, he's he's the little rat boy orphan who is Tame's adopted son. Uh, when Tamio was killed, the third Ironbound scroll that uh, contains Tameo herself's life story. Um, manifested as a kind of uh, uh, like a like a Jor-El crystal in (laughs) Superman's Fortress of Solitude to kind of uh, advise and teach and guide Nashi um, in his life. So he's kind of taken up his mother's mantle as a field researcher and is carrying out her work uh, as best he can. And uh, he's it's good and sweet.
1: He's uh, he's now a rat shaman. Instead of a rat ninja.
0: so Yeah. Uh, Niv-Mizzet Supreme. Ravnica got decimated by one of its guild leaders. And lordy, that's a mess. The hall of the guild mages was also destroyed yet again. After it just got rebuilt. They only just finished tiling the bathrooms. Come on, people. This is a <laughs> mess. Um, and Niv-Mizzet is still supreme over Ravnica. He's still the living guild pact. We'll see, uh, hopefully what uh he thinks of this whole situation in the future uh pia nalar has uh taken the job description of Consul of revival uh she is in charge of the reconstruction effort in gear uh and is really happy to survive and proud of her daughter and it's real nice we like pia nalar mm-hmm. uh she's single by the way
1: yeah um, now that a johnny's uh Run off to the multiverse. I'm sure they broke up and uh, got Phyrexianized.
0: Uh, <laughs> um a pl- Plark and Nasari. You have uh, a team up card. <laughs> you have a team up card, yeah. Um to show that hey, some of the professors have survived a defirexionation process. We don't know if that was a result of the founder spell. Uh like Nasari specifically was completed during the story. Um they attacked uh Rutha and stuff. Um, and so we don't know if the Founders spell had something to do with their um, recovery or if some other magic. I mean, this, Strixhaven literally has a medical college. Yeah, this is, this is kind of just a card signaling that, hey, some of the staff has survived um, and uh, Strixhaven will survive as, a, as an institution
1: specifically with Nasari they're an Efreet, so their like mm-hmm. physical connection to the world and like body and everything is probably a little different than yeah, uh, yeah they're exactly. they're kind of like a so. mystical being. So like real good chance that after Phyrexia was defeated they were able to just sort of like hop out of that Phyrexianized shell and be like all right I'm done you know
0: yeah uh, I mean it, it depends how um Efreet's work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is certainly a possible solution. Uh, Rocco Street Chef. Uh, they are the cabaretti's uh, you know, you know, best, best fancy gourmet chef. And they are helping out in the streets, helping feed, uh, the population, uh, the h- huge swaths of, um, Peno were destroyed. Uh, and there's a lot of homeless, uh, there's a lot of people working, uh, and Rocco is just doing everything they can to help out. And we appreciate that.
1: Rocco is definitely going to be the art for the uh, flavor gems episode because you know flavor Excellent. gems. Yeah. Anyways. Uh huh. Love
0: <laughs> it. Yeah. Eat rocks. Uh, Sagarda Font of Blessings. When the Nucapen Angels flew around the multiverse and spread Halo to every plane, um, angels on other planes were, you know, the the most. Uh, readily available conduits for its magic. And uh, even after the invasion, Sagarda has managed to still be a font of Halo herself. Uh, that's really fascinating. I want to go explore that one day. If you've noticed the theme in a lot of these cards, it's <laughs> hey, I want to go see, hey, here's a weird thing. I hope we get to read about it someday. Um, and then uh, Tazri, stalwart survivor, congrats, Tazri. You have survived a third <laughs> massive conflict. Uh, in like as many years and uh proud of you for that um and then legendarily dead the Kenrith royal funeral alginus and um linden linden kenrith uh perished in the fight against Phyrexia. uh will and rowan are orphans uh, i guess uh hazel and eric are too because there's four of them they don't got parents.
1: Assuming that Hazel and Eric survived, we don't actually. Okay, know. we're not. We're not. Oh, we're not killing no. the kids. I'm just saying we don't have confirmation. So please, please, it, they Fucking would never. Chris. They would never. That would be so awful.
0: Eric <laughs> was four. He was four. They would.
1: They would never. It would
0: have been like hey. six or seven. He's not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. They're, I don't believe it.
1: I don't believe they would kill children. I think that would be just
0: or not like named children kill nameless children maybe but not like specifically in a story like hey a lot of a lot of children died in this event is technically killing children you know anyway <laughs> not quite story spotlights uh these are things for that happened in uh the uh stories that we talked about last week
1: yeah, we got we got spark rupture, which is, uh, you know, all the sparks going away um, with some very evocative art that is not to be taken literally. We did not have Tyvar and Ob and Narset and Kiora just kind of standing around as their sparks left their bodies. Um, just like a card that shows us, hey, planeswalkers are not planeswalkers anymore. Um, and that's what it does as an effect. Uh, we also have Animus Might and Leyline Immersion which were uh, moments from Nissa's story where she was fighting the elemental. Specifically, Animist might shows her fighting the like steam elemental and Leyline immersion is I'm assuming the moment when she actually tapped into the ley lines of uh, Zalphir. Um, and then also open the way, which has Nissa and Chandra holding hands as they walk into one of the uh, Thoman paths. So not actual story spotlights, but story spotlights. Uh, and then also from Nahiri's story, we got reckless handling, which is when <laughs> Nahiri's spark goes crunch, but not where it needs to go crunch. Um, she
2: should have crunched it faster.
1: She really should have. She took uh, her uh, time uh. eating that that spark, uh, and it has shattered. And then Nahiri's resolve, and this is um, this is when Nahiri was like, "Hey, I think uh, I think we shouldn't have planeswalkers on Zendikar. I think that's a good idea." And you know what, Nahiri. I don't I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I think that Zendikar's problems keep tracing back to Planeswalkers. Uh, you are one of them, but not anymore, I guess. Um, so, yeah, those are our, our not quite story spotlights. They They are not official story spotlights, but they are a series of cards that form the story spotlights of the aftermath story.
0: Uh, Next section, I, I like this <laughs> section. You, 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 you broke you the rest of the cards up mm-hmm. into uh, Chris uh, in our agenda to, to two different sections called Under Construction and Planar Peaks. Uh, I like this. Under Construction, uh, there are various cards in the set that uh, showcase um, reconstruction efforts on various planes. Uh, so we have campus renovation on Strixhaven. Uh, the students at Laura Hold College are really good at rebuilding things from the past. Um, so, uh, I believe this depicts Pillow Drop, which is their main campus building. Uh, Cosmic Rebirth shows a new world tree starting to grow where the old one was burned. Um, Dranith Ruins and Coppercoat Vanguard on Achoria uh, show the results of, uh, Dranith. Dranith is now a playground from, uh, fort Monsters. Uh, also, we get a name drop for Orn, uh, which was a previous, um, fourth city that, I guess it was a third city at the time. Uh Orn was a city in Andatha that got destroyed and its survivors went up in balloons to become uh SkySail. Um so Draneth is now the new Orn. Uh Draneth is the new Orn coming to one of the streaming services. I don't know. And uh Harness Snubhorn on Ixalan shows uh the Sun Empire rebuilding um Sakard specifically in Orazka.
1: It is, it is specifically uh, clearing the rubble of Orozca. You can see the, um, the temple in the
0: background. Rebuild the city on rock and roll in New Capenna. Uh Hey, Phyrexia left a bunch of metal behind and it's really ugly, but we can like melt it down and reforge it and to rebuild our city. Um, and because Nukapenna is pro-union. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the Riveteers are hard at work doing what they do best. Uh, which is... Avoiding uh, story moments. uh Huh? (laughs) Avoiding story (laughs) moments. Right. What? No! So, like, (laughs) literally... Oh, every... uh, Last year in New Capenna, everyone was like, why didn't the Riveteers get out of the, like, good story moment here? And I'm sitting here like, wait one year! They're gonna be really important for the Phyrexian invasion! You don't know is gonna happen. And,
1: uh... (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, so here they are. Um... And then in Ravnica, we have Undercity Upheaval because when Vraska uh, invaded Ravnica, um, Roundbreaker broke through from the Undercity and uh, she marched up with a bunch of her converted Golgari peoples and uh, the huge swaths of the Undercity were just like dragged to the surface and are exposed to sunlight and are just like there now. Uh, So I wonder how Ravnica is going to deal with that.
1: Yeah, this card's actually really cool because the um the main art for the set just kind of shows the undercity popping up, you know, and mm-hmm. like being exposed to sunlight. Uh but the alternate art shows what appears to be uh three either Selesnian or Golgari uh clerics sort of interacting somewhat with like light and it's it's very um I
0: don't know, mm-hmm. it's just
1: it's real pretty kind of hard to tell they look like they're golgari but also uh have some of the the trapsing of selesnia because green um pretty sure they're supposed to be golgari clerics though uh specifically elven
0: ones they could be they could be a mix depending on if uh um Mike Zill survived the quiet men have returned (laughs) no no. uh
1: oh ravnica can't wait to go back to you again and again and again and again and again. Um, anyways, yeah. So then we have our Planar Peaks, and uh, these are just the other cards. Um, so a lot of what this set did for Aftermath was it showed us the important desparked characters and, like, the legendary survivors of the invasion. So we all know that, like, Pia is alive. Uh, and it gave us some like story moments and stuff, but uh, there's also just some cards that serve as like little, little peeks into the different planes and what's going on there now. Um, So I'll start us off with Eldraine where we have Ayara's Oathsworn and Training Grounds, a really popular reprint. Uh, Both of them show sort of the different responses to the invasion. Uh, Ayara's Oathsworn appears to be a knight who is still sworn to Ayara has some of the Frexian uh, uh, armor, like turn or Frexian like metal, turned into armor, and you can see a no longer corrupted Lochthwain behind them, which I think is uh, sort of an indication that hey, Aara might be gone, but the Oathsworn is still there. Um, and then training grounds, which uh, shows a a mentor in the um, now I can't remember the name of the castle. The blue castle.
0: Vantress.
1: Vantress, yes. Castle Vantress. There are some, some knights from there uh, practicing on a Phyrexian uh, dummy. Like, so there's a there's a wizard, like, puppeteering a Phyrexian dummy for, like, a training exercise with a flavor text that says, For those who survived, being prepared for the next crisis became one of the greatest virtues. So, uh, I think that's really cool. Uh. Then uh we we got a little peek into Kamigawa, where we see uh things are not I would say they're not going super well on Kamigawa. Uh, so um some bad Yeah, yeah. So when Tamio completed Oseiju, uh there was a lot of stuff that messed up the like merge gates and the spirit realm and the physical realm. Uh so we have blot out, which shows um some of the reckoners uh, kind of being killed by their reckoner oath, I'm assuming here um, because as we know from original Kamagawa block, uh, once you're a reckoner you're always a reckoner. Um, there is no easy way yeah. out.
0: but well, I, I mean you just need to read the flavor text. but <laughs> yeah. once you're a reckoner, you die a reckoner.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then uh death rattle Oni, which shows a an Oni, a demon spirit crossing into the material realm from the spirit realm, not at a merge gate, because uh, guess what? Those, uh, those uh, when uh, when all this was going down, Kyodai and some of the other dragon spirits might have let some of the uh, demons out, such as Hidigetsu, and uh, some of the other ones might have come with them. So good luck to Kamigawa in your recovery when you have a bunch of oni walking around.
0: I mean, look, I love JRPG random encounter tables, so like, great. That's what this card is.
1: Uh, we have w- we have one little look into Theros with deification. Uh, Elspeth is a god I'm now. Sure, it's
0: fine.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, mm. So okay. she is being worshipped I, as sure one. Like maybe
2: I kind of want to know what happens with that. Like, is there a Sarah that just shows up in Nix now, or, or I mean, an Elspeth that shows up in Nix and like. Or does she have to physically visit and then she becomes Nyx-like? Like, how does that work?
0: Uh, I don't know. Ask Heliod. <laughs> or Heliod. Mm. Mm. Uh,
1: I would, but he's dead. Thank, thank the he gods. sure is. <laughs> and thank Kaya in specific. Uh, yeah, but it shows, uh, some worshippers, uh, with a shrine and an, a, a statue to Elspeth as if she has been deified. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh we're gonna figure out what that means whenever we go back to Theros. Um then Kaldheim, Feast of the Victorious Dead. Uh there's a bunch of ghosts on uh whatever that realm was called, except all of the realms might kind of be smashed together, so it's kind of hard to say, but um bunch of ghosts celebrating their victory. There, there's not much else to say about this card. Just uh uh they're
0: they won. they're in Starnheim.
1: Yeah. They're in Starnheim, okay. I wasn't sure if this was Starnheim or Istfell just because they're a bunch of ghosts. Um, but, no, they're heroes. You know, it is a black and white card. So yeah, Starnheim. That makes sense. They're all feasting. They won. Uh, I love the flavor text. To hear them tell it, they charged barehanded into New Phyrexia and beat up Elish Norn all by themselves. Um, so love that.
0: Yeah, they are. They are participating in the much-adored Kaldheimer pastime of... Uh, d- talking straight out your ass and boasting to all your pals
1: yeah uh then we got three cards <laughs> from ixalan uh filter out uh goldforged thopterix and tranquil Thrillback. tranquil Frirlback. try and say that one really fast um, tranquil
0: Thrillback. tranquil fr- no nope. Nope. yeah <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so filter out shows one of the uh river keepers of ixalan uh, filtering the leftover oil from the water. And even though the oil had been rendered inert, uh, the planes wouldn't begin to truly heal until every last drop was purged. That is that is the flavor text from Filter Out. Um, I think that's neat because it, it is inert, but it is still oil. Uh, Gold Forged Thopteryx is an artifact. It is a uh, little device built by not Sahili but Watley, who has built a little dinosaur thopter. Uh, in honor of her uh, girlfriend, who hopefully they can see each other super easily all the time, because they're still Planeswalkers, right?
0: Anyways, her girlfriend taught her to build with Legos.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we have the tranquil frillback, who is just a dinosaur having a, a little snooze, a little snoozle, a little snoozle. That's that's all. It's just it's relaxed. Uh Tarkir, we got a card for Colagon Warmonger which shows that hey, uh, yeah, the the war the invasion's over but war just continues. Um cool thing about this card, it's an ogre warrior, it is clearly of the Mardu uh or no, excuse me, not Mardu, Colagon uh clan. Uh and it seems to have some armor made of uh, leftover Phyrexian stuff. So they are also being very um sustainable. They're reusing, you know, reuse, recycle. Uh, <laughs> the
0: Colagon, uh like the Mardu before them, are largely uh, wandering scavengers. So, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Innistrad. We got Markov Baron. Innistrad is just continuing to Innistrad. There's, there's not yep. much. It's just a, I mean, yeah, all that terrible things happen. But here's a vampire who's just drinking some blood on a, a throne made of some uh, some like old realm breaker material. Still just uh, doing vampire stuff. Um, new we've saw a couple of the cards already, but metropolis reformer is an angel and, uh, the angels have kind of joined the ranks of, uh, new Capenna the flavor text reads with their ancient enemy vanquished. The angels of new Capenna turned their eyes to their former captors, demons, setting up a conflict in the future between the angels and demons at Taylor's oldest time, right? <laughs> that is literally like the first dual deck they ever released.
0: The, the the angels literally looked at Nuka Penna after the war and said, you know what this city really needs is cops. Oh, God. Anyway, just remember, cab. all cherubs are bastards.
1: <laughs> and then finally, we have a couple of looks at what's going on in Dominaria, the plane that has been invaded by Phyrexia more than anyone else. Uh, we get uh, one of my favorite little cards, Talarian Contempt, which shows... The uh, Tolarian Academy uh, finally excising the Brotherhood of Gix and the Society of Mistra from their ranks. So finally, uh, just a reminder that you should not tolerate people like this just because, you know. Just because someone has different opinions does not mean those opinions should be tolerated. <laughs> Sometimes they're bad. Uh, so, yeah, good for Teleria. Uh Then we have some Urborg scavengers, just some little... Cute little spirit herborgies picking up they're some old so Phyrexian good. stuff. Yeah, they're just scavenging up some old Phyrexian, you know, metal from from the invasion. They're real cute. Just some cute guys. Um and then the Vesuvan Drifter. Uh just a shape-shifting Vesuvan hanging out on Vesuva. I, I I really don't know much else to say about this. This is another one of the cards that's just kind of there.
0: Uh yeah, uh this is uh glistening oil in the water
1: oh shoot not there is glistening either. oil in the water
0: yeah uh, oh, wow. in, in, the, in the ripples so uh, this is just a hey uh, invasion is over oil is safe but like it's still there so it's it's kind of a companion card to filter out
1: oh neat they gotta clean that up there's gonna be a bunch of ducks covered in glistening oil that gotta get scrubbed off with some dawn
0: hey ha- hold whoa, on whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris those are not ducks those are Vesuv and shapeshifter royalty <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
1: They're actually the the planeswalker duck. (laughs)
0: Uh, Planeswalker, uh, personal decoy. Uh, Shout out to Allison Lors.
1: I would love for someone to make fan art of personal decoy getting glistening oil scrubbed off with a toothbrush. That would be wonderful. Anyways. Oh,
0: that would be really cute. Yeah, that's it. That's Chris. You didn't think we could get through it all.
1: (laughs) I don't know if we did. (laughs) We did all fifty cards, but I feel like, ooh, that was a that was a sprint.
0: Yeah, that was the point. It was always going to be a sprint.
1: Wow. Uh.
0: Anyway. Anyways. Uh. That that is it for flavor gems of March of the Machine. Y'all got three episodes out of us because this set was cool. Shout out to Emily Tang for creative lead on the set. Who's always wonderful to work with. It did such a good job and the rest of the team uh uh Roy Graham on the story team leading the story team and uh damn what an experience working on these products was and uh I hope folks really enjoyed them um and are super duper ready to move past Phyrexia uh the next time we talk about magic story we're going to be talking about Eldraine that's in a couple months we've got a lot of time between now and then (laughs) uh so we got uh we got lord of the rings coming this summer uh i assume we're going to do a lot of lore diving for commander masters um i am hoping we get a lot of sweet reprints that we can talk about um like legendary creature reprints um and uh i hope new art for stuff and um uh, new cards in the commander decks, uh, give us plenty of new things to talk about, and hopefully get like some like new news st- or like old story moments on reprint cards, which uh you know commander, uh, and masters products have done in the past. So, uh, stay tuned for all that coming up one day, um, but otherwise we're done here. So final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is the Legend of Zelda, tears of the kingdom. Period. That's it. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm having a good time. I'm staying up late playing. I was a little I went into it with expectations that it was going to largely be more of the same from Breath of the Wild and that is fine because I really like Breath of the Wild and it would be slightly underwhelming but I was ready for that and instead I got my mind blown because this game is like utterly different. You exist in the world completely differently. It's so good. I'm having such a good time.
2: My final thought is that Lorelai is talking about the game itself. I'm going to talk about the memes and the the TikToks of it. (laughs) Those poor, poor Koroks. They did nothing wrong.
1: There is going to be a tribunal, and you
2: are all going to be held responsible. (laughs) So many war crimes. What is going on?
0: Oh, Oh, jeez. I, Games are uh, good, actually. Uh,
2: the The engineering that is going on, like some of the the creations I've seen people do with with the auto build stuff, is ridiculous, and I'm here for it. And U.S. Army is probably taking a lot of notes.
1: I God, I um, I have I never intended to get Tears of the Kingdom because I never really played Breath of the Wild. I couldn't get into it, but I've got so many people telling me that I need to play Tears of the Kingdom.
0: Uh, I. I will say if you did, if you tried Breath of the Wild and you like didn't vibe with it, you will not vibe with this game. Okay. Uh, they 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 have the same vibes. So you you exist. There's a lot of things that are different, um, but it's from the perspective of if you really like Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom offers a lot of new things and a lot of familiar things. It's been a really enriching experience for me so far. Um, but it, if you did not like Breath of the Wild, um, tears of the kingdom is not going to change things in a way that will make you like it.
1: I did not like playing breath of the wild, but I loved watching yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I, yeah. there was like a blockbuster where I could go pick up a copy of tears of the kingdom <laughs> and play for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, the, the, the answer is you, you wait until one of your friends is finished with it and hope they have a physical copy and say, Hey, can I borrow that? Um, because buy physical copies of games because then you can lend them to your friends and y'all spend less money.
2: You can borrow mine when I'm done, Chris. I
1: Sometime in the many years from now when you have finished torturing Koroks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I have not tortured any Koroks. Thank you very much. Yet.
1: Um, we all think that we're a good person until the Korok is put in front of us. Uh, anyways, I, speaking of blockbuster and renting games... Uh, I've been in 2009 for the past few days. Um, So I beat Jedi survivor and really loved it. I think it's incredible. It's probably one of the best sequels I've ever played. Um, I think it has everything Jedi outcast had and then more to make it better. Uh, I don't think it's controversial to say it's better than Jedi outcast. Not that Jedi outcast was bad, but it is just building on top of Jedi outcast. Um, Anyways, Uh, I've been in 2009 because I've been playing Dragon Age Origins because it was on sale for like three bucks. And I forgot how much I love this game. I have played Dragon Age Origins until 4 a.m. for like the past two nights, really, honestly. Um, I, God, I love this game so much. It's just better than Inquisition, in my opinion. Just a just a great game. That's my final thought.
0: Alright, final thoughts are done, which means that uh, if you listeners uh, are satisfied with your meal of flavor from the last four weeks, uh, then uh, you're welcome, first of all. (laughs) But also, uh, if you would like to hang out with more people just like you who are fans of Magic Story and possibly other things, uh, you can head over to patreoncom cast because everyone who supports us on Patreon gets access to our Discord community where Vorthos is from around the world are mostly in a holding pattern right now. Where uh, we're with m- magic channels not as lively. Uh, we're in a much earned lull, I think, for content. Um, but we have uh, a lot of things to talk about in other channels. Be a lot of people talking about games, a lot of people talking about movies and television. World events. It's nice. we got a wonderful community full of wonderful people that we greatly appreciate. And we would love for you to be a part of that. Uh, So thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos cast.